Hey, welcome to the Coming Out Late Podcast. I'm Robin, your host, and I'm a late bloomer just like you. We are a part of a rapidly growing, lesser known, or even talked about subset of the queer community. We're a tribe, if you will. And if you're anything like me, when I came out, I was confused, scared. I felt like I was going crazy and I felt all alone and had nobody to talk to. Not to worry, you've come to the right place. In the Coming Out Late podcast, you'll hear real, raw, and relatable Coming Out Late stories. You'll be inspired, informed, and educated, and you'll definitely feel supported. And you can stop feeling like you're living someone else's life and start living your own. So welcome, you have found your tribe. And welcome to the Coming Out Late podcast. Wow. Okay, so this is crazy. This is episode number one. Welcome and thank you for listening to Coming Out Late Podcast. I'm Robin, I'm your host. And like I said, this is the first episode and I am calling it, holy shit, I'm gay. I'm gay. Holy shit, I'm gay. (laughs) Yeah, that was pretty much my reaction when I came out to myself and, um, you know, I, I just want everyone to know the purpose of this podcast. This is such a um, a heartfelt, passionate project of mine because I have gone through and am going through many, if not most, if not all of the things that you all are going through. So I've decided to make it my life's work to, you know, talk to as many women as I possibly can about the coming out late process and to guide you, to support you, to provide you with stories, tell tell your stories, tell other people's stories. Um, and it wouldn't be fair for me to expect that of, of anyone if I didn't do it myself. And um, I have never been shy about sharing my story. And um, so, yeah, I thought it, it would be appropriate for episode number one, Holy Shit, I'm Gay, is to tell my story about how I came out to myself. So buckle your seatbelts, and um, yeah, this is going to be my story. So um, I'm 60 years old. I don't even like to say that, but I did, and now it's out there. I'm 60, and I came out to myself at the age of 54 years old. 54. And I'll tell you, it it was not a very quick process, not in the least, I um I would have to say it was pro- it probably took me 6 to no not 6 who am I kidding it probably took more like 8 to 10 years before I finally had my aha moment and no joke my aha moment was holy shit I'm gay <laughs> no joke and um and, you know at first I re- I remember like it was yesterday I gasped I was like <gasps> holy shit I'm gay. I'm gay. And then I just started laughing. 
So, so let's let's take you back on that journey. On how did I get to that to that time and that point in my life, which coincidentally happened on my birthday weekend. My weekend, my birthday often falls on Memorial Day weekend, and I was all by myself um, at my lake house vacationing for that weekend, and um, that's when it finally hit me. After probably eight to ten years of the universe banging me over the head with a two-by-four saying, how about her? How about this clue? How about that hint? How about this? How about that? Taking you back, taking you back, taking you back. I guess, all right, I'm going to say I was in my mid-40s. We'll go back from 54 back to 44, 45 years old or so. And um, I was not in a happy marriage um, uh, at that time. I I was married to a man. Let's get that out there. Um, We were married nearly 30 years by the time I came out to myself and by the time um, the divorce was final. And it was a long process, both my coming out and the divorce. And was it easy? No. Nope. And I don't think you're going to find anybody in our community who's going to say that this process and this journey is easy. Is it worth it? Hell to the yeah. Hell to the yeah. It is worth it. Uh, And it's not easy, which is why I have made it my life's work to, to really help guide you guys through this. Sorry. I shouldn't say guys. That's a New Jersey thing. Yes, I'm from Jersey. Um, to help individuals, women, work through this process and determine if this is truly, are they truly gay? And if so, what next? So um, I just started getting, so I was I was in a, a, an unhappy marriage for a while. Of the 28, 29 years I was married. The last 14 years were not good. They were loveless, um, sexless. It lacked affection. Um, something you're going to know about me or learn about me over over a course of a lot of episodes and a lot of years, because I sure hope I get the chance and the opportunity to, to grace you with a lot of episodes over the course of a lot of years. Uh, but something you're going to learn about me is that I'm, I don't hold back. You know, uh, I think anything that I can share with my audience with you all, if it can help one person, then then I'm thrilled. And so I'm not going to lie. Um, it was I was in the last 14 years of my marriage was was sexless and and had no affection, no love. And I don't know which came first, my awareness of my sexuality or my bad marriage. I don't know which. Which I I I I don't know which one really uh, led the other. I I I sometimes think the bad marriage led me to be aware, more aware of myself um, and my my inner workings. And sometimes I think it was the little lesbian gods in the in the sky that that helped me find who I was and find the courage and find the strength and find the empowerment to leave my my marriage and go live my my real life, my real self, which I had hidden from myself my entire life. I believe, and this is another topic for the future, but um, compulsory heteronormative ways in our society and uh, what else is there? Uh, you know, homophobia, internalized homophobia. I think all of those probably played a role in, in my story. 
somewhere along the lines. Um, so yeah, uh, I, I found myself in an unhappy situation. I became a shell of myself. I was deeply, deeply depressed. I was not going to therapy. Um, I'll be honest, I started drinking and drinking heavily. And, um, yeah, I was pretty much a mess, but along the way, during those last 14 years of my marriage, I was getting little sprinklings and inklings of, of being aware of and noticing women a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more each, each week, each month, each year, you know, I would have a situation where I would notice a woman and, and think, huh, she's attractive. You know, um, I never used to really notice women like that before. Um, but yeah, so this went on for way too long, but it is what it is. You know, I'm a slow developer. What can I say? A slow bloomer. <laughs> That's for sure. So, um, finally though, these feelings, this awareness became more and more frequent and they became more and more intense to the point where I could not ignore it anymore. I I had to figure out what, I, I literally was walking around thinking, what in the world is wrong with me? What's wrong with me? Why am I suddenly following women up and down the aisles in staples? You know, why, why was I looking at every woman and saying, oh, I wonder if she's gay? You know, um, something very valuable to, to understand and note if you are uncertain as to whether you are gay or not. Something that I've heard over and over again is that straight women, heterosexual women, do not fantasize about other women. So I did not know that back then, but that's that's a helpful little hint. Um, we do, you know, straight women do not lay in bed thinking about women at night or fantasize about about women. So here I was following women up and down grocery aisles, staples, probably the hardware store. And I did not know why. And I didn't even question it for a lot of time. A, lo a lot of time went by before I, I even questioned it. So finally it got to be just obnoxiously in my face that I said, I need to do something about this. I need to understand why I feel this way. Actually, just even simply understand what I'm feeling. I didn't understand the feelings, and I didn't understand what I was going through, and I didn't feel like I had anyone I could talk to. There was really no, you know, I have a best friend, but I don't know. I mean, this was, it just seemed like something I needed to figure out kind of on my own, by myself, but yet I desperately needed answers and didn't know where to turn. So, yeah, there I was, slowly but surely, um, it just got more and more intense to the point where... A little story to tell you. Uh, at one point, and I need to look up the year. I don't know what year it was, but it was along that 14-year journey as my marriage was uh, going downhill quickly. I was in a boating accident, and I was pretty badly hurt uh, to the point where I think three out of my four limbs were really not doing so well. Somehow, I didn't break any bones, but boy, oh boy, did I really mess up my body. Um, so I, I had to go into physical therapy and I hurt myself up at the lake house in upstate New York. So I, I ended up finding a physical therapist down in New Jersey and started going, uh, to her and my, my pediat pediatric orthopedic doctor 
recommended, I don't know, I think two times a week, two or three times a week for probably six weeks. And lo and behold, I get assigned to like the head physical therapist there, and her name was Barb. And yep, as you should guess, or would guess, um, that feeling started coming over me for Barb. Uh, she was clearly married. I was clearly married. But um, I could not get enough time with Barb. And uh, it was pretty intense. So, and we really hit it off. I mean, you know, we just really hit it off. And and I, to this day, I think she is probably, at the very least, bisexual. Um, but, uh, and we hit it off really well. We never socialized outside of the physical therapy uh, building or office, but uh, it finally came time. I went to my orthopedic doctor and he said, well, you know, your six weeks are up. You seem to be doing okay. Uh, I think I think you're released from physical therapy. And I said, you know, Doc, uh, I I think I need <laughs> I think I need four more weeks of physical therapy. And uh, I said, I just don't think you know my, my my legs are good, my knees are good, my 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 ankles are my ankle is good, but I I really think I need more work on this this left arm. And he said, all right, I'll you know I'll prescribe you four more weeks of PT. And um, yeah, it does. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to know why I wanted four more weeks of PT. Um, so I did. I got four more weeks of three days a week. Got to go see Barb, and um, but when those four weeks were up, that was it. Bye bye Barb. And uh, again, I mean, this is crazy, but I I didn't really go anywhere with questioning what that was all about. But clearly. Clearly, I mean, I'd be on the different machines that I had to work on, looking around the room, trying to find where she was, working on other patients. I mean, it was it was nuts. Very, very nuts. So, um, yeah, so PT ended. And then, um, I guess it was 2015. And it was getting to be about March-ish. And I was thinking... I don't know why I'm feeling these feelings. Like, I need to do something about this. And how was I going to figure out why I was feeling these feelings? And now, keep in mind, I still, not that I'm proud of admitting this, but I still didn't even think or utter the words lesbian or gay. I just couldn't figure out why I was infatuated with certain women. So, yeah, not the brightest bulb in the package, I guess. Oh my gosh. I, I, I can't believe I'm admitting this to so many people, but it is what it is, you know? Uh, this is my story and I'm sticking to it. Uh, so yeah, so I, I still didn't understand what was going on with me. And then finally, in March of 2015, I decided to do some research. Yep. I decided to try to figure out what it was that was going on with me what was wrong with me? Why was I feeling the way I was feeling? And I put into action, put into place a rather unconventional way of finding out what was going on and what was wrong with me. I would love to share it with you in this first episode, but I think I'm going to leave you wondering and waiting and wanting more so that you tune into Episode 2, and I will tell you what the name of Episode 2 is when you open up Episode 2. So with that, 
I leave you with a cliffhanger. You need to listen to the next episode to find out what unconventional, strange, I don't know, plan that I put into place to figure out why I was infatuated with certain women and why was it so intense. And again, keep in mind, never crossed my mind that I could be gay or lesbian or anything. Not proud of that, but it's just the truth. So here in the Coming Out Late podcast, I try to speak the truth. I try to come from my heart. I try to tell stories, whether they're mine or someone else's, that will hopefully help someone out there who is also pulling their hair out, trying to figure out what the hell is wrong with me, what just happened, why does my life feel like it's been shaken like a snow globe, um, yeah, and and together we'll get through this. We absolutely, this is, this is not um, something that can't be solved, this mystery. If I can solve my mystery, we can solve your mystery. So yes, tune in to episode number two, and you will learn what crazy plan did I employ to find out what was wrong with me. So with that, I bid you an adieu, and don't forget, it's better late than never, because it's never too late. If you're looking for your people, your community, and a safe place to learn and get answers to your questions, then come join the conversation. Come join us in our private Facebook group, Coming Out Late Community, because we all know it's better late than never, and it's never too late.